Hey friends, welcome to the Taking Your Next Step podcast from Collegians for Christ. Through each episode, we will journey together focusing on becoming better followers of Jesus. If you're eager, like I am, to follow Jesus Christ, then take your next step now by joining us in today's episode. So what we know to be true about God affects us deeply. The better we know God, the better we will follow God. The more we know of God, the better we will know Him. And so it is vitally important that you and I have a correct concept of God in our minds and that we allow the Bible to build that. We have been going through the attributes, the characteristics, the perfections of God, and I believe there could be really no greater way for us to take our next step in our faith and to have a true, deep, real knowledge of who God is. Uh, God reveals himself throughout the pages of Scripture. Now, granted, there's many pages. I'm sure as you look, sometimes the book can be overwhelming. Uh, Bible is 66 books contained within the Bible. Uh, It starts in the Old Testament all the way through the New Testament. And as we read through, we have different stories, accounts, uh, events in history, uh, characters, Uh, in Scripture, but all of this is written and given to us for one sole purpose, and that is to reveal who God is directly to you and I. It's interesting that He chose the written Word as His means or method to communicate to you and I, Uh, but as we have that, it is certain, it is steady, we can go back to it, we can study it, we can take the words that have meaning and begin to research and define and really uh, get a greater understanding of what God is communicating through sentences and through paragraphs and through pages uh, and books in Scripture as we look at uh, the meaning of words and so forth. And so as we continue through looking at these attributes of God, I stress just how important they are. And we're using this little phrase, what difference does it make? That's our emphasis for this year. Try to emphasize something just to to help us really as we go through our uh, episodes, as we apply that to our personal lives, and I'm very big on application. Uh, it's very easy that we could study God and these attributes of God, and He could become just merely an academic study up on a bookshelf somewhere. So I do not want that to happen. And so we will continue asking that question, what difference does this make in our lives? And so for this week, we're going to look at God is eternal, the eternality of God. We'll look at that, just really the biblical basis for that on today's episode. And on Thursday, we'll just take that episode and just answer that question, what difference does it make? And pull some practical applications from this great truth that God is eternal. And so here we come to a truth when we're speaking about God is eternal. We're talking about a truth. Uh, that we cannot fully imagine, but we can definitely talk about. We cannot imagine it because uh, eternity or something eternal is completely outside of us. When we talk about what eternity means, we cannot picture it in our imagination. Why? Because we've never experienced it. But our inability to comprehend a truth does not in any way diminish the truth at all. Remember, we're talking about God, and as we do that, there has to be an element of uh, really, let me put it this way, with us being finite and God being infinite, us being lower, God being greater, us being uh, smaller and God being bigger, however you want to use our language to describe the difference of you and I, God being divine and you and I being sinful, there's a great gap there. And so there has to be attributes completely other than we are or else God would not be God. 
And so there's going to be some truths, some characteristics of God that maybe take us a moment to wrap our mind around. Maybe we cannot fully grasp them, but we can describe them, we can talk about them. And so we get this basis for God's eternality from Scripture. I mean, Genesis 1-1, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. Beginning of what? God created in the beginning when God created the world, when God created time as you and I know it. God already existed. He was outside of that. So in the beginning, God was already there. So he was outside of this which he created, which was our world that you and I know today, which is bound by time. We come to the book of Isaiah and a passage we used uh, in our previous episode. This passage gives a lot of truth, but it says this, For thus saith the high and lofty one that inhabiteth eternity whose name is holy. He says, I dwell in the high and holy holy place. So where does it say that God lives? It says he inhabits or he dwells in eternity. If you and I inhabit a place, that's where we live. That's where we reside. And so it says that God literally resides or lives in eternity or this place of eternality. Another passage would be Psalm chapter number 90 that speaks to the same truth. Uh, Chapter 90, verse number two, we see here, it says, Before the mountains were brought forth, or ever thou hast formed the earth and the world, even from, watch this, everlasting to everlasting, thou art God. So God is before time and has always been outside or beyond time. He used the phrase there, everlasting to everlasting. What does that mean? It means God existed before from the from the far left of time, everlasting to everlasting. God existed before time was created, and God will exist long after time ceases to be. And we'll take one passage here in the New Testament. I always like to give you Old Testament passages and also New Testament, uh, if we're able to do that. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse number 9, says this. It says, Who hath saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our works, but according to His own purpose and grace, watch this, which was given us in Christ Jesus before the world began. And that word began there is our same word, chronos, where we get our word time. So God was doing something. God put all this, His really his will was already at work before time began. This idea that Jesus Christ would come. And so God, what we're stating here is God is outside of time. And the Bible states that God is eternal or God inhabits eternity. So I think in order to fully grasp what we mean by eternal, we have to understand what we mean by time. So how would you describe or define time? You know, I've never really maybe thought through it very deeply. I just know time is what it is. There's minutes, there's seconds, there's days, there's months, there's years, and we just live by it. I mean, I I live by a calendar. I like to have stuff planned out. So I understand time because it has a great bearing on me. But what exactly is time? Well, time is this, it's a succession of changing moments, and time forms a past, a present, and a future. So it's a succession that contains a before and after, and it has, or it has borders of beginning and end. You can look at it this way, time is essentially the mind's measurement of change. In time, things are always changing. How can you seize time, or how can you seize a moment so that it does not change? Well, take your phone and snap a picture of it. When you and I do that, we are seizing or capturing a moment in time. What happened? Well, before that happened, there was something different. We seize that moment, and then change continues to happen. You see, we're, we're grasping that moment. You see, before it occurs, it is future. When it occurs, it is present 
but after it occurs, it is past. Right now is present, but now it's in the past. Five seconds from now, as I'm talking, is going to be the future, but when it gets here, it's going to be the present, and then now it's in the past. And so time is constantly measuring change, and it's constantly a reference point that you and I can go back to. So we understand what is meant by time. We're trying to grasp a meaning of eternal. So what is not meant by eternal before we jump into saying this is what we mean by God being eternal? Well, we do not mean that eternal is time without beginning. That's just simply time. We do not mean that eternal is endless time. This is simply more time. And so when we're referring to eternal, we're not referencing it together with time in any way. Uh, It is simply other than time. So what do we mean by God being eternal? So eternal is not measured with time. It is other than time. It is opposite. So eternal is in complete contrast to time. We said it's opposite. It's whatever time is, God is not. So time is, time has a beginning and end point. Time is a succession of events that form a past, present, and a future. So if God is not these things, then God is the opposite. God is without beginning. God is without end. And God is without succession of a past, present, and future because that is what time is. So God being eternal is outside of time. He is above and beyond time. You see, he never came into existence, nor was caused to come into existence, because he's eternal. There was never a beginning point. There's never going to be an end point. God is outside of time. He is self-existent. God has no past. He has no present or future. He simply has an eternal present. So eternity literally belongs to God, and it is an unchanging present. We could say God exists endlessly. If we were going to give a definition, uh, one writer says it this way, the perfection of God, defining eternality, the perfection of God whereby He is elevated above all temporal limits, all limits of time, and all succession of moments, and possesses the whole of His existence in one indivisible present. Think about that. Here's a, a statement I thought that would help us as we try to grasp. Remember we said this is a truth that we cannot fully imagine but we can talk about. Why? Because we're so bound by time. We can't even begin to imagine what on earth eternal would be because we're literally moved by time. Everything is measured by time. Here's the statement. It says, For all things are always present to him. And so he does not have foreknowledge of future events, but knowledge of present things. God's past, uh, sorry, God's present is like our past. And that last sentence there, I think, helped me tremendously to try to understand a little bit better what I mean or what we mean by God being eternal or what that even looks like. God's present is like our past. What does that mean? Well, everything in my past, granted what I can remember, every illustration always breaks down some, but everything in my past I can look back on and see it and remember it and know it happened and it and it's settled because you can't change the past. So when God is looking down, he sees our past, he sees our present, and he sees the future all in one eternal glance, in one eternal present. There's not a past, present, and future. It's just one glance, one eternal. And just like I look back over my past, I see it all. God looks down, our past, our present, and our future, and he sees it all in one glance. Now, God's eternality follows from other attributes. One specifically, which we've already talked about on some episodes in the past, is his immutability, the fact that he cannot change. 
And so God cannot change. That's what immutability means. We've established this. Whatever is in time can change, for time is a measurement of changes. We've established that. As a result, or therefore, God cannot be in time because he would have to change. So since God cannot change, he cannot be in time. Therefore, God is eternal. And so we see this great truth that God is eternal. As we look to our episode on Thursday, we're going to say, okay, what difference does it make? How can I apply this great truth that God is eternal to my life? Join with us on Thursday's episode. Thank you for taking the time to listen. If this podcast has been helpful to you, we would love for you to share it with a friend or subscribe so that you can stay up to date on the latest studies. You can connect with Collegians for Christ online for more information and resources at cfccampusministry.com.